Fruit trees are an exercise in delayed gratification. You plant them, you mulch them, you weed them, you cage them, you protect them, and you get nothing from them for, I don't know, two, five years. So we're hoping for the best. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Welcome to our podcast of February 18, 2010. And um, we're starting out by talking about fruit trees. You know, we had mentioned last week that we were going to plant some fruit trees and plant them we did, didn't we, We honey? sure did. We had fun planting fruit trees. Yes, we started out with pears. We planted four pears out on what we're going to be calling our east orchard. It's really just divided from the rest of the trees by a stand of pines and hardwoods that are mm-hmm. in the forest. Um, and the, the pears, we had two moon glow and two orient pears that we put out. So, uh, And they look good. They, they survived the transplant. From what we can tell, pretty well. They seem to have made right. it well. Right. And it was a little slower at first because we right. didn't know what we were doing. Right. We, we, well, we'll talk about the procedure in a little bit. Why don't we go down the line of what all we planted. Later on in the main part of the orchard, we planted... Which um, we're calling the barn orchard. Right, because it's close to the barn. So, hey. Um, two Bruce plums, two AU, that's for Auburn University plums, where they've developed this... this strain, I guess, or hybrid or something. I'm not and sure what it is. we know nothing about them. We're just hoping for right. the best. Giving Auburn the benefit of the doubt. Uh, three fig trees, and one's a brown turkey. One's LSU gold, again, developed at a university, so we'll find out how well that does. And then one Celeste fig. And for peaches, we planted two June gold peach trees. And then at, we finished up with four apple trees, and two of those are Anna apples, and two are wine sap. And we had us a little knockdown drag out yesterday about whether we should get two more peaches. I know. I want to plant two more peach trees, but the problem is we're having trouble. It's not. It wasn't immediately obvious what type of peach tree we should plant. That's probably one reason we didn't get more at that uh, Pike County Farmers Co-op because I think so. We're a little worried about how well uh, they'll do in this area of the country without spraying going totally organic. Whenever you ask about growing peaches organically in Alabama, the people who are knowledgeable about it, the first thing they do is shake their head. Just, oh, it's hard. It's really hard. (laughs) So uh, apparently the challenge is you need to get the fruit to bear and get it out early in the season. The longer the season goes on, the more vulnerable you are to pests and fungus and so forth. Right. So we're searching for varieties that bear early so we can get whatever fruit we can out of them uh, before the season gets too long. The best varieties for eating and the freestone free varieties are all later season. Yeah. Those are out of the picture for us. We'll just have to buy some of those. And I even guess, though they've been sprayed. Even though they've been sprayed. 
but I love peaches, and I guess I'm willing to compromise on my principles when it comes to. <laughs> we don't make all the statements at Longleaf Breeze. So. But as far as our growing them, and I think that's what our argument was all about yesterday, is that I'd like to get two more of some variety, and we're doing our research. What was Sweet Haven was in the running, and or maybe May. Crest Haven, <clears throat> or maybe it is Sweet, Sweet Haven. Sweet Haven and June and May. What was that called? Um, May Prince. Rich May. Rich, Rich May. May. Rich May, you're um, right. Were two that might work, but I think we'll have to order those from someplace. Anyway, I'm anxious to go ahead and get a couple of those in the ground this year. And you're saying that we have too much to do and we should wait. So Yes. We have I a- don't think the argument had anything to do with whether we should plant two more peaches. We both agreed on that. The question was, should we rush to get it done this year, or should we wait and do it another year? And our argument was over um, that question. But we'll see. We haven't really resolved it completely. That's true. We're Um, still having conversation about it. It's a little gentler conversation now. We'll see if we can find some common ground. But uh, we, we did have an interesting procedure for planting these. It was a little hit or miss there for a while. We weren't sure we were doing it right, but we use the auger of the tractor or attached to the tractor to make the holes. Making the most of fossil fuels while we have them. That's right. Well, then our difficulty would come whenever I, in selecting the placement for the hole, would get the spots a little too close together and then the auger wanted to wander out of the new hole into one of the ones that's already been dug. And so... Um, so it's a constant challenge. Do you yeah. put them further apart and you have to have more space to bridge between the holes? Which means you have to dig that by hand. Or do you put them close together and risk having the auger wander into the next hole? And it's a constant struggle. But we got all of those done. And most of them, the, the auger worked pretty well for us. And then Absolutely. It made a huge difference. And then we just took the spade fork and the long-handled shovel and dug out... You know, I would loosen the soil with the spade fork, usually. I mean, you did some of that, too. Mm-hmm. And then um, you did the heavy lifting with that shovel, got all the dirt out. And so. And um, we were working to get 30-inch holes, that is 30 inches in diameter, and about 18 inches deep. That was per instructions from my brother, Dave Gray. And that turned out not to be that complicated. It was just a little tedious. Right, right, a little tedious. Uh, not that tedious to do it for one or two. It's tedious to do it for how many did we plant? 17, is that right? Yeah, I think yeah, 17. When you count the blueberries, mm-hmm. we probably planted 17. Yeah, we didn't yeah, the, say anything about the blueberries. No, we planted six blueberry bushes, and those we had two Tiff Blue, two Premier, and two Climax. And we do hope to get, we've agreed that we want to buy from a local grower, some late, those are all early. Um, well, they're early or mid. Early right. to mid season, and we want to get a couple of late ones, and we know somebody locally who can provide us a couple of late ones. So we left room for those, and we'll come back. Now, that augering procedure was a little easier because it was such a small hole yeah. by comparison. We just did one auger hole and then had to widen it a little bit, but it was only supposed to be like 12 inches deep, so that was no problem getting mm-hmm. the depth on that. Easy to do. Yeah. And tell us the variety that we're looking for for that late season blueberry. Well, Centurion is the one that I know George Brown, who's our our grower, we're looking to. Uh, he has had some of those, and they are pur- purported to be late season. And you make a big deal about their being late season, but you and I both know the real reason you want Centurion blueberries is because you've heard they make good wine. I haven't heard that. I just tasted one, and I thought... 
this tastes a little like Merlot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we may end up having two Tiff Blue, two Climax, two Premier, and 18 Centurions. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. But um, but we do want to extend the season as much as we can with blueberries, so we'll, we hope to be able to do that. So we have this big hole, and what we've learned is you want to fill it in, not all topsoil or all native soil, but about a half and half mix of each. Uh, we use the native soil, of course, and we also had some prime topsoil there close to the barn orchard. And we pulled some of that and mixed it in using tractor's bucket, and that process went pretty smoothly. We would just park the bucket right over the hole, dig and you know just pull right into the hole from the topsoil and right into the hole from the native soil and sort of get us a nice mix there uh, watering uh, generously as we went right right and then um we had to when we patted it down where you know when we finished up we were supposed to shape it sort of like a basin around the tree so that uh, it would retain the water and then come back and mulch. And what we're using for mulch is some straw that we already had on the property right. just, that we would bought from Farmer's Feed. And so, when's the best time to shape it into a <laughs> basin, honey? I found out after a hard day of work yesterday. The day before is when we had done most of the planting and even two days before that. Well, the pear trees, it was last week. So um, I, I didn't have as much to do on them, a little bit. But what we found is that some of that sandy soil we have hardens up really fast. And I told you that it was a lot like digging at an adobe hut that had <laughs> dried in the sun uh, because some of the our shaping wasn't right. And I wanted, before we put the straw down, and we'll talk about this in a few minutes, before we put our hog wire cages around right. that because it's really hard to get to those plants to do anything after that. I wanted to get those basins shaped right because I could tell they were hardening up. So I had a lot of soil moving and digging and chipping to do yesterday, but got all of those plants with a decent shaped basin and a smooth um, surface around the plant so that hopefully there will be even distribution of the moisture. That's and it I'm turned out to be far more work than it should have been right. because we waited. Yeah, if we, we had learned just, our lesson. Yeah, if we had shaped each basin appropriately when that soil was nice and moist, because most of the soil that was out that to that we used to shape the basin was the native soil that you that had been dug up with the yeah. auger. So which most of it wouldn't you say sandy, kind of loamy maybe? Yes. Sandy loamy soil. So um if you've had experience with that type of soil, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's can can harden up just like cement. And I guess what makes it harden is not the sandiness of it, it's the the clayey nature of it. Right. Um, and clay's not high in our soil, but there's enough of it to make it harden up. Oh, yeah, so. that's true. That's true. And uh, the other thing we had to do is pruning, which would, which turned out to be somewhat painful. I know, because I didn't really want to cut that much tree off of my babies that I just put out there. You're but... supposed to cut a third of the wood off a tree when you plant it, and that's hard to do. Right, but w I think we succeeded with most of them to make I ourselves do, do that. We also had some shaping to do on uh, especially the apples yes, and the peach trees, right? Yeah, and the, the ones that, are, that right now have me flummoxed are the plums. The plums are supposed to be pruned into a bowl shape, and the ones we planted don't look the least bit bowl-like. 
they look like a tree. Yeah, so we'll have they're to small, see. Mm-hmm. But they're small, uh, but they don't look like a, they're shape forming into a bowl. The figs, they look like they could easily become mm-hmm. a bowl. Uh, but those plums, I, I'm not quite sure what we'll do with those. We'll keep scratching our heads. So we got them in, and we spent some time yesterday fashioning these cages out of hog wire. And I think I'll put something on the blog about those hog wire cages. We may shoot a little video today of you know how we put them together and how we place them and so forth. Um, anchored each one with a T-post. The, the hog wire is 47 inches tall, and we are forming four-foot diameter circles around each tree, which turns out to be a fairly significant size enclosure. Which is good because we would like for those trees to have some a chance to grow and put on some dimension before we have to rethink or redo. We just what we're worried about, of course, are deer. Uh, deer once there's something tender to nibble, coming along and helping themselves. So we need to keep that protected. And we've got we've got some time, I think, with that size cage. I, I do too. We have not tried to cage the blueberries. We, we have been told that the deer really don't bother the blueberries much, so we're planning to leave them right out in the open and hope that uh, nobody gets into them. And that's certainly subject to change in the future because I have read some blogs uh, on the Internet where people have complained of deer nibbling their blueberries. Their blueberries. Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, we'll, we'll monitor that situation. Well, we know if anybody's deer do, ours will. Yes, ours nibble and eat everything. So. <laughs> it's a wonder they don't come up and eat us. Right. Well, that's when they get hungry enough, who knows. Um, but then we did a lot of work on Veg Hill yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Veg it's Hill's transformed. Along. It looks completely different. Veg Hill is this area about a quarter of an acre that's immediately to the south of the pole barn where we're planning to do most of our uh, row crop cultivation. We have removed a couple of good-sized stumps, which has been thoroughly documented on Longleaf Breeze, if you're interested in that sort of thing. And now we have a fairly blank-looking area where we can plant. Right. We've left a few trees standing which, um, you know, you and I, we are not sure whether we're doing the right thing, but we figure we can always cut them down. I hope we don't have to, though, because uh, not just for aesthetic appeal, they also help to hold the soil. And they, um, if we, we, we're hoping we can use the shading provided by them during growing, growing season to plant crops there that don't need full sun all the time, that need a little protection. And that need a little shade, all exactly. Right. So that's our plan, at least. Um, we had three separate piles of topsoil or compost on Veg Hill, and I have now merged them into one, and I continue to be amazed by compost. Compost just fascinates me and has me bewitched. I just love compost. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. We don't need to spend a lot of time on that, but I moved some geotextile fabric that we had um, just south of Veg Hill to get it out of the way. And then we disked all of the Veg Hill area and really um, smoothed it out. It looks nice. It does. And then we went out with the tedious process of picking up sticks that were still out there and rocks. We have a lot of rocks. And a good many roots still in place we had to pull up. Mostly, I'm sure, muscadines and weeds and 
some trees, that kind of thing. We had um, we have a lot of rocks, and we didn't pick up by any means every rock out there, but the largest ones that would be um, particularly a problem when you get ready to plant. We tried to get those out of the way. And then next up is planting ryegrass Well, you're going to disc it veggie. again, right? Disc it one more time? Yes, because I Because we walked all over it and got it. So, so we'll have a light right. disking that happens later this later today, and then we'll uh, put that ryegrass seed down, even though we're not expecting rain for several days, and you and I are not absolutely sure we're doing the right thing, but we figured we'll just go ahead and get a, some seed down on it, and if we need to reseed later, we will. Right, and if we desperately need to water, we've got some hoses, and we can do that too. But our thinking is we don't want to have to move a lot of equipment in there once we get the deer fence up. So we want to get this done, and then our next task will be... The deer fence. The deer fence. At long last, we'll let you know about that. That will be... A, you'll hear more about deer fence in weeks to come because that's going to be a big deal. It has both of us kind of intimidated, actually. Right. But once we get started, we're hoping we find our rhythm on it. And like with a lot of other things we've done, just... It's the sheer repetition. We say, okay, that worked or that didn't work. We'll do it this way. Uh, but it needs to be done because we know that anything that we plant in, that, out there that's not inside a fence is fair game for deer, rabbits, no telling what else. So, And we at least hope to slow them down with the right, fence. Right, at least slow them down. And if, if, we, if we make a mistake, we'll tell you about that too. That's part of our code here at Longleaf Breeze. When we've messed up, we'll tell you how we think we've messed up and what we wish we had done differently. But one of the things we've done well is this week, really for the first time in a while, we've been able to check some items off our to-do list, and boy, does that feel good. It really does. I know. We, we just found a lot of joy in actually completing some tasks, but a lot of it's, uh, it's not just that we didn't want to before. The weather was not cooperative, but boy, have we got a couple of cooperative weeks this week and next week coming up. Better make the most of it, right. huh? The sun's Literally going to be shining and... Making hay, or at least using our hay, while the sun shines. The farmers boarding are going to be busy outside. We have a lot of things on our plan, and we'll let you know in the weeks to come how all of it worked out. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682, send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com, or you can send us honest-to-goodness mail at P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. To browse our archive, to learn more about the farm and about Lee and Amanda, and to talk with other listeners, visit us at longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.